Hello, dear listener. Your American Rhino here. Just wanted to let you know a couple of things up top. First off, we sincerely apologize for our absence the last couple of weeks. Uh, there was some legitimate reasons why we couldn't post, and maybe some less legitimate reasons, but the fact of the matter is, nothing's happened with the podcast. We are still doing it. We do still intend to keep doing it on a regular basis, and uh, this little vacation that we've had is no indication that there's anything to be concerned about. Secondly, this podcast was actually recorded two weeks ago, so we had intended to release it that Friday as per usual, but because of various reasons, uh, we were not able to. Nevertheless, there are some references in that podcast that make a lot more sense if you listen to this two weeks ago. So just be aware of that. Uh, that being said, that's it. Enjoy our usual nonsense. So yeah, I don't want I don't want that to be my thing, and then I'm saying this, that, and the other thing, and then no, that's you're fine. Not... Really, that, that's okay. that's great. Uh, right. That's fine. And the home of the special olympic 27th edition of the hit the grass podcast where we talk grass hockey field hockey turf hockey it's hockey with funny sticks oh man and speaking of field hockey our girls sure put away the competition again today they keep rolling along as we record three nothing against the indian team which as of course we know the men's squad from India is the all-time leader in Olympic medals in the great sport of hockey. So that's a pretty big pedigree that uh, we succeeded against today. All right. Nice job, ladies. Way to go. How you doing, James? I'm doing great. That's one heck of an entrance, my oh, friend. Oh, man. All this talk about hockey, field hockey, makes me want to get out there on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, you're really confusing me now, man. It's uh, another option to have out there, which is great. But right, that's a good point, too, that they use kind of like candy cane looking sticks as opposed to our traditional hockey sticks. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Oh, I, I, was, I was talking about deck hockey. De I'm sorry, deck hockey? Yeah. I, I, may be, I may be a little confused. I hit my head earlier. Um, what, what, are we, what are we talking about? Uh, I mean, it just so happens to be the Summer Olympics, which you're 100% right. But uh, but yeah, this is a podcast about deck hockey and, as you always say, hockey and sneakers. So we, we don't play on grass, though. We play on asphalt or maybe even, you know, concrete or... All right. Uh, just, just one second. I, I need to make a slight adjustment, I think. Ow! Oh! Mm. Welcome to the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey. It's hockey in sneakers. What was I saying, James? Welcome back, the Rhino Mac. Yay. 
<laughs> you scared me, man. What? Oh, I, I don't. Uh, everything after uh, a couple of seconds ago is a little bit of a blur. I'm not sure what. Anyway, uh, apparently we're recording a podcast. Happy to be here. How are you, James? I'm doing much better now. Thank good. You. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm 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 a little sore, but otherwise great. Just a suggestion, and yes. don't take this the wrong way. Okay. A couple of episodes ago, when you went through your painstaking genius of the hockey helmet that you made for yourself, the yes. goalie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you wouldn't mind putting that on just in case. So oh yeah. Uh, okay. It's a little warm, but sure, I can dig it out. I actually still have my hockey bag right here, so I can, if you want. Okay, just no knocks on the head for the rest of the show, please. Okay, all right, that that's okay. fine. Yeah. Seems an oddly specific request, but no problem, I, I should be fine. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. What's going on, James? Uh, nothing, I was just curious if we should start with the uh, starting lineup. Yeah, that's a great idea. Starting lineup, that's why I keep you around, because you oh, are good. the man with all the great ideas. Not really, but... All right, so for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, the American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my co-host... On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi. Yes, you are, and the idea man, James Sejazi, if you would not mind, would you be so kind as to relate to myself and the listeners what's on deck for this podcast? Would not mind at all, my friend. Cool. And thank you. Winter Olympics versus Summer Olympics. We know which one is our favorite at Hit the Deck. Now, which Olympic competition do you prefer? The U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame Class of 2016. The latest group of hockey heroes was just announced for enshrinement in our great country's Hockey Hall of Fame, led by an entire team. Maybe you have heard of them? And the dog days of summer. Yeah, we have hit the middle of August here in our neck of the woods, and as is supposed to be, it's hot and humid. Now, this is expected weather for sports like baseball, softball, and golf, but not so much for deck hockey. So, as we try to keep our cool, Gary and I will talk about some of our favorite hockey-playing dogs and or celebrity canines who we think would thrive at the sport. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You are very welcome, sir. All right. So, as you mentioned just now, the Olympics are upon us, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love... I, I I love the idea. Well, I shouldn't say I should. I'm not so much a fan of the Olympics as I am a fan of American exceptionalism. So I enjoy seeing the USA win medals in various sports. It doesn't matter what the sport is, but as long as the USA is winning, I am completely on board. I suppose that makes me a bit of a jingoistic uh, ultra nationalist, but you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, but isn't that basically the idea of the Olympics? It's it's just to show you that your country is the best in a way and just through athleticism? I think it's supposed to have something to do with nations coming together in the spirit of competition and friendly, I don't know, something. Something about unity, I think. But uh, yeah, uh, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> Amen to that. But uh, but yeah, since this is a podcast about deck hockey or hockey in general, too, um, we figured, as Gary mentioned, yeah, we're in the middle of the Summer Olympics right now. But out of curiosity, personally, for me, I love the Winter Olympics. I, I like the Summer Olympics very much. The, believe me. I mean, I have the utmost respect for those athletes and the competitions that are out there. But for me, the Winter Olympics, they have hockey which we've spoken many a times about the significance of the 1980 
men's hockey team. Absolutely. That, yeah, the incredible victories. Uh, the Winter Olympics has speed skating, which that's just so much fun to watch. <laughs> uh, curling, which is cool. Yeah, explain curling to me, please, if you don't mind. My mom loves curling. I don't get it. It's like ice bowling, but with brooms. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, more or less. That's that's basically it. It's it's kind of like yeah. And, it's not uh, even. I mean, it's 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 not even bowling so much as it is like ice bocce. A very good analogy, bocce. I'm, I'm trying to think of the 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 um the deck sport that they play on boats and cruise ships and stuff. Shuffleboard is the word yes. you're looking for. Thank you, sir. Shuffleboard. But anything literally is cooler on ice. So basically, right, that's what curling is. There's a couple of guys or girls, and I, I've even seen pregnant women compete in Olympics, by the way, on the curling team, which right. is pretty darn cool. No, good for them. Yeah. Are they the and, sweepers uh, or the stone throwers? I don't know if there's a name. For, uh, there must be a name for that position. Yeah, the, 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 forgive me. I, um, curlers? I don't, I, don't, I, I, no, I don't know. For the sake of the podcast, that sounds right to me. And, and there's even a program on one of the cable shows, uh, How It's Made. And they showed you how they make the the rock or whatever they call the the. Curling. I have actually seen that. Yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. But anyway, yeah, basically you describe curling in a nutshell. It is on ice, and it's it's basically like uh, shuffleboard or bocce. And you, I believe, you have a team of three apiece. So one mm-hmm. person pushes the rock, and then the other two scrape the ice in front of it in the attempts to keep it in the center, mm-hmm. which I suppose the middle ring is the most points. And then, just like bocce, you try to knock that rock out of the, the the circle, and that's how you get points and things like that. So, it's for some reason or another, it's gained popularity here in the United States. It's obviously very popular in Canada, but TV ratings have spiked for that over the last few Winter Olympics. So, go figure. But I mean, I get I get bocce. I've never seen any old Italian men playing uh, curling in the park. So, you know, it's whatever. There, there are quite a few Italians in uh, my my paisans up there in Toronto, particularly. So I'm I'm sure they're out there. But right, it's not like it is here in in Brooklyn and, and Queens, where Perhaps. I've seen some bocce tournaments get pretty heated, pretty quickly. So uh, also Winter Olympics. If not for the Winter Olympics, we wouldn't have the Jamaican bobsled team. Cool runnings. Yeah, great. And another connection with Canada is uh, John Candy starred in that movie, too. Yes, God the late, great John Candy. Oh, what a what a loss that was. Yeah, amen to that, man. But uh, his legacy will live on forever, I hope. But I hope. Great, great point. It should, anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. Bobsled's one of my personal favorites as well. The team bobsled, and I think Skeleton is just for the, the solo guys. Yeah, I That's never just- understood the difference between bobsled and Skeleton, but that's okay. I think that's it in a nutshell. Okay. It's, yeah, the bobsled team, I think there's about six men or women or whatever the case is, thereabouts. And then I think Skeleton is just one crazy guy going down by himself. Is that now because they, by the time he reaches the bottom of the course, that's all he is? Probably, yeah, exactly. All the skin and, and muscles just tear off as right. he's breaking the sound barrier. That's all that's going, left, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. And uh, this is just to name a few Winter Olympics. And my other favorite is biathlon, which is cross-country skiing combined with rifle shooting. So it doesn't get cooler than that in my book. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I I know uh, – spoiler. I know the direction we're going for this segment. And I have to say, biathlon I get. That's like – that's an actual life skill for some people. Okay. The 
need to be able to ski or, or uh, you know, be able to navigate cross country in the snow and then shoot something to get your dinner. You know, I, I know they do target shooting, but, you know, right. that's the gist of it. That has real life applications. Whereas the Summer Olympics, they have these kind of like trick target shooting competitions. Like, just, I, I don't like, I don't get it. You know, it's it's it seems like... It seems to me like the Winter Olympics are sports, like real comp- competitive sports and things that have a basis in real life application. The Summer Olympics, there seems like a lot more extraneous things like rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, show me where in history... Somebody had to go out and their life depended on their ability to swing a ribbon around. <laughs> wow, that's an excellent point, man. I'm glad that we're on the same team because I would not want to debate you in, in anything. So terrific, terrific point. Yeah, that, that makes total sense, too. And I never really thought of it that way. But that really 100 percent makes sense to me. So very well observed there, Mr. Rhino Mac. I mean, I guess uh, a, a comparison could be made on the winter side to say figure skating, but even then, you're skating. Like you're, you know, you're being. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's something that takes. Well, rhythmic gymnastics also takes a, a precise amount of coordination. So maybe they cancel each other out. But it just it's something like that seems so silly to me. And you know, like the the swimming. I get the swimming. You know, swimming obviously is a very important skill. Uh, it, it's a fundamental thing. But why do they need 17 different events with, you know, combinations of strokes? The the men's relay, the men's freestyle relay, the men's breaststroke, the men's medley, the men's medley relay, the you know, the, the women's breaststroke. The, I don't get all the thousand different events that, you know, the specialized events that, that they break this stuff down too. Yeah, that, that's a great point, which which is what makes the American athletes that much more impressive that they uh, both female and male dominate the swimming category and they do run them through the mill. And yeah, that's a little bit too much for me and kind of unfair, too. So I'm glad that Phelps has to win everything and maybe they'll change that in the future. But, you know, way to go for the, the, the U.S. women and men. And I agree with you 100%. They, they can't win enough gold medals as far as I'm concerned. So, Although I will say I did see some of the kayak yesterday. And even though the American didn't do very well, um, the, the, like the whitewater kayak is actually pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't even watched any of the Summer Olympics at all this year. I, so. I haven't really either. I only saw it yesterday because we were at my parents' house and my mom watches it like religiously. Yeah, that and it, it's on not only channel well, for locally for uh, NBC, uh, I was going to say channel four, but for people listening out there, that may be a whole other channel, but mm-hmm. uh, NBC locally for the broadcast. And then it's on every other cable channel that's associated with NBC. So mm-hmm. USA, MSNBC, CNBC, CNBC right. uh-huh. True TV, whatever uh-huh. the heck else they make up as they go along. So yeah. you kind of can't avoid it. So it's kind of uh, I think that should be another Olympic event. How not to watch <laughs> The Summer Olympics. Are <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one probably wouldn't get very much coverage. 
No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would be kind of boring seeing some fat guy just thumbing through the channels. But <laughs> anyway, I being that fat guy. But um, but yeah. And, and also, the, you, you <laughs> sell yourself <laughs> short, James. Well, that's a whole other issue that I'm short. But anyhow, the oh, um, oh now who's on fire? Yeah, right. The Summer Olympics this year among all those other crazy things, is they have the Zika virus to deal with. And that's really quite scary. And I totally don't criticize any athlete or um, even there were some broadcasters, female specifically, that are even pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that's just really dangerous to risk yourself for something that you shouldn't. So I'm not going to knock any of those people, golfers included, for not going and competing in the, uh, the, the game's this year because of the threat of the Zika virus and how dangerous that is. So Yeah, that's, I, uh, I I really honestly – I mean the Zika is something that they can't really control and that, that's a tragedy how, yeah. you know, how many people have been affected by that. But absolutely. Zika aside, that's just one more nail in the coffin for Rio. I really don't know how most of these athletes even – have the the, the <laughs> courage or, or the dedication to go. I mean, you hear you heard yeah. all these horror stories leading up to the Olympics about how the the place was in such bad shape. Even like a week ago, less than a week before the Olympics started, they were dredging out the waterway where some of the competitions were going to be held, and. They told the athletes, do not breathe in the area of that waterway. Holy cow, really? Yes. Oh, boy. So I, I just don't. And just a couple of days ago, the diving pool where they do the high dive competitions, one morning it just it, it was green. They, they, they walked in the building and the pool was green because apparently the tank that holds the chemical solutions that cleans the water had run out of some chemical or other and the ph level was so high that it was full of algae but they said it was completely safe so don't worry about it wow that's that's quite embarrassing to say the least so. yeah so uh rio 2016 there you go sure is a good thing the ioc is in no way corrupt no, not at all. And uh, let's not even get into the whole uh, FIFA World Cup stuff either. But uh -huh. yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, and, and you know, we're not really, well, I guess we are bashing the Summer Olympics, but it's all tongue in cheek. <laughs> and uh, just bear with us, please. But, you know, the Summer Olympics does have badminton and ping pong as actual events. So how about throwing in darts and bowling and billiards, too? I, mean, I would like to see mini golf as an Olympic yeah, sport. Great point, man. Why not? I mean, I'd, I'd compete in that. I'd, even I could do that. So I give ping pong a pass strictly because of Forrest Gump. Okay. I mean, that wasn't the Olympics, but I well, could see how that level of competition between nations could be exciting. So I'm okay with ping pong. Yeah. Again, we're just kind of just uh, nudging <laughs> the, uh, the Summer Olympics a little bit here. But it is incredible skill and how fast they fire the ball back and forth. And yeah. I don't know how they even see it, let alone hit the darn thing. So it gets kind of intense, but I'm used to, I mean, I've played ping pong. I, I've mm -hmm. gone bowling and I'm, I'm not good at either. And badminton, come on, that that's like the poor man's tennis and volleyball. I don't even yeah, know basically. how to des yeah, describe that one. But these aren't like, it's not boxing. It's not, it's not golf. It's not swimming. You know, it's, it's, gym, it's not gymnastics. It's kind of, kind of recreation 
farting around in a upstate New York type thing to do when you're mm-hmm. just relaxing and taking taking a deep breath, you know. <laughs> but uh, that'll lead into field hockey and uh, another summer Olympic event. And you know what is that? It, it, it's like, hey, here's a great idea. Let's go play hockey with a ball in grass and in in sneakers and. Oh wait, that that is a good idea. So never mind, we'll move on from that. But, uh, you know, surfing is going to be an Olympic sport in 2020. Okay, that's I'm cool with that. That makes sense. And those guys are gals are pretty great athletes. Funny thing about field hockey, actually, I was just looking up the rules before we went on the podcast, just because reasons. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I I know that it's played with a funny looking stick. And that it's it, it in some way resembles actual hockey, but in many ways is very different as well. Um, but did you know they are not allowed to play the backhand? They are only allowed to play one side of the stick? No, I did not. Wow. Even the goalie is only allowed to use one side of the stick. Oh, come on. What the? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I just, it just seems so bizarre to me. Like, how do you... Why? What? Yeah, exactly. Where's the fun in that? I don't know. <laughs> you can't refrain from that either. It's, I mean, it's such a vital skill to have in, in any form of hockey, mm-hmm. I guess, except for field hockey. But, boy, I, I never knew that. Yeah. So I guess they don't take slap shots either? I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of like lacrosse, but with, with yeah, with a funny-looking mm-hmm. stick, as you said. But uh, the, You know what's kind of intro- cool? Highlight. What's that? Uh, that's that's um, It's kind of like football except you actually i guess it's kind of like quidditch or quidditch is kind of like that it's it's like a team it's a little like rugby i guess Mm -hmm. in that there's a ball and a team of guys or girls i suppose that that throw it back and forth and go up and down the court but they have to throw the ball into a net past a goalkeeper oh okay so it's it's i guess it's kind of like a mix of soccer and, and rugby right which, getting back to what you so cleverly pointed out before, is the originality of the Winter Olympics versus it seems like they're making stuff up from the Summer Olympics or ripping off some Winter Olympic games and mm. say, okay, it's it's hockey, but it's not really hockey, or it's it's football, but it's not really football. You know, it's kind of like American Gladiators, I guess. I don't know. You know what? You would think so, but uh, and I only know this because again, I was just looking up field hockey. Field hockey dates back in the Olympics to at least 1908. Okay. So, so that, ice hockey is definitely older, but still, yeah. Yeah, I'm but sure. I don't know if it's been in the Olympics that long. Fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, no, I mean, it's an old, field hockey is an old sport. Yeah. Apparently, they there's suspicions that they played a version of it in ancient Greece because of, like, the documentation that they have and what have you. But regardless, I'm just saying in terms of Olympic sports, it has some mm-hmm. legitimacy. And Hylai actually dates back to the uh like the i forget wait, uh, i forget if it's like the incas or the aztecs or the maya or what some hmm. ancient south american tribe where they used to play with um instead of a ball they would use a human head <laughs> yeah i heard that's how soccer started too they were kicking skulls around and then they decided to make a sport out of it so you know it has roots <laughs> fair enough that that's cool and, and i uh, i appreciate the uh the history lesson too so that mm-hmm. puts it in perspective but and again that's what we do just, here on the hit the books podcast 
That's right. We're, we're uh, all due respect, and to sum up the Summer Olympics, um, in all honesty, we, Gary and I, have huge respect for cycling, swimming, boxing, gymnastics, and sure. all of the other truly challenging, great sports of the Summer Olympics. But personally, for me, they took baseball away. So no baseball equals no Olympics in my book. So that's where I stand on the final Olympics versus Olympics. James? Yes? I have some good news for you. In 2020, what? they're bringing back baseball. Oh, great. Okay, cool. And softball. Even better. Awesome. And Thank skateboarding. You. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it seems weird. I don't know if it was ESPN concocted the quote-unquote X Games. Yeah. Where, yeah, like uh, snowboarders and skateboarders got together and competed, BMX uh -huh. bike riders and such. And then, yeah, it, it grew in popularity, so then it slowly worked their way into the Winter and Summer Olympics. So that's good. I mean, those guys are athletes, too. A lot of them do drugs where they shouldn't, but I'm not going to get up on my soapbox <laughs> and again. But anyhow. You know, the skateboarding and surfing actually brings me back to my youth when I used to play badly uh tnc surf designs for the nintendo <laughs> yeah i think tnc tnc stood for town and country i think tnc surf designs was like a brand for you know s extreme sport what we would now call extreme sports i can't be sure because i was like six but uh -huh. i i think that's you know and, and please listeners feel free to correct me if i'm wrong but yeah it was a game that i had for the nes and it it, uh, it basically had two modes, surfing mode and, and skateboarding mode. And, you know, I wasn't good at either of them. But uh, I don't even know why I would have gotten TNC Surf Designs. It's not like me or anyone in my family was big into surfing or skateboarding. But um, there it is. All right. There might even have been a rollerblading or roller skating aspect. Maybe I'm thinking of a different... No, you know what? I think I'm thinking of... Uh, of like a Snoopy athletic game. I, I'm I'm getting way off topic. Don't this isn't the TNC Surf Designs podcast. Um so let's just eyes front, move on. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Keep it going. Keep... All right, yeah, we'll close the book on the Olympics for now and Roll on. talk and, and talk about the um the US Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, induction class of 2016 so this is not the hockey hall of fame in canada in toronto this is our own in, in this country the u.s hockey hall of fame usa 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 absolutely and deservedly so so we're not stepping on the toes of the legendary place where the stanley cup lives by any means but no no right there are great enough players men and women that have built that beautiful sport up here in uh, the United States, so they do need to be acknowledged. So the U.S. opened up its own specific Hockey Hall of Fame. And this year, in honor of the 20th anniversary of this incredible all-star team and what a team it was, led by your personal favorite and MVP of the tournament, Mr. Mike Richter in Mike gold. Richter, yes, obviously. Yep, Chris Chelios, Captain Brian Leach on D., and uh, Pat LaFontaine, Mike Madano, and Tony Amante up front. Mm -hmm. And because Team Canada was so ridiculously stacked, Team USA was able to adopt, and uh, just putting the air quotes up there, hmm. Canadian-born Adam Deadmarsh and some guy named Brett Hull because they were U.S. Brett legal Hull. citizens. 
That's yeah. who's Brett Hull? Was uh, it like a dad, popcorn maker? What, what? I, probably. I don't know. I think his dad played hockey too. I don't know. Some just... guy they dug up off the street, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about the legendary Brett Hull. And very sarcastically, I mean, every hockey fan knows that the whole family. Uh, is there are, another one? Uh, they are hockey royalty, yeah. But we are, as a whole, we're talking about the 1996 U.S. World Cup of Hockey team. And the entire team this year, because it is the 20th anniversary and the World Cup of Hockey is coming back this September, they put the whole group of all-stars, which did do an amazing job in that tournament, winning it all, uh, into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. So a bunch of those guys are now two-time Hall of Famers. Well, two-time USA Hall of Famers. Yes, exactly right. Um, specifically, and I know for a fact, Mr. Mike Richter, mm-hmm. Ryan Leach, which I believe they were both inducted the same year, Chris mm-hmm. Chelios, I'm sure Mike Madano, uh, Tony Amante, and Pat LaFont. Yeah, I think all of them, actually. All the guys that we just listed are in there. Some of them might but, even be three-time Hall of Famers if you count the uh, that league hall of fame that they that you know yeah you know what i'm I'm curious if uh if college hockey had they probably do because there there have been some incredible players that come out of that in from college and then moved on to uh, bigger and better things in the nhl and so on and so forth but hmm. yeah pretty pretty incredible but getting back to brett hull he actually led the entire tournament with 11 points and scored one of the most legendary goals of the tournament as well in the uh, clinching, I believe it was the clinching game over Canada in the final. Bet they're sorry they let him go. Yeah, and talk about coming back to bite you in the butt. But in Canada's defense, and I just want to point out that I'm wearing a Brett the Hitman Hart shirt that uh, Gary bought for me, so I'm afraid that it's going to come to life and beat the crap out of me. But the Team Canada of the 96 World Cup team of hockey had Wayne Gretzky, Steve Heiserman, Theo Fleury, who, to me, Fleury and Gretzky are my all-time favorite hockey players. Paul Coffey, Joe Sackick, Brodeur in goal, and our own Brad of the LIQ, his favorite. His he was guy, on that Pat team? Ver- yeah, Pat Ver- well, Pat Verbeek was. Oh, oh, not Brad. Yeah, yeah Brad, he, as far as I know, he's an American-born, so he would have been on Team USA. But, All right, uh, okay, good. Yeah, so uh, so to knock those guys off was, was absolutely incredible. And it was in Canadian soil, too. Uh, the USA did incredible throughout the entire tournament, and they really dominated. It was an amazing team, all-star after all-star, great player after great player. Virtually everybody stepped up and contributed to, specifically Mr. Number 35, who was just standing on his head, as he always did for the Rangers too, but it was nice to see the world enjoy that uh, athleticism and greatness and, and never say die attitude of, of Mike Richter. So they really did very well against stiff competition, but the deck was stacked in Canada's favor. Well, it is their sport, so I never really mind if we have to lose to anybody, us being Team USA, to Canada because it is their beloved sport. But game one was of the final, where obviously the U.S. faced Canada, was played in Philadelphia, and I believe Steve Eiserman scored an overtime goal to beat Team USA and take a one-game-to-none lead hmm. in the best-of-three series. And then games two and three were in, both in Montreal in Canada. So forget about a disadvantage for Team USA, but they didn't even bat an eye at that, and they won both games five to three. And game three, which was an incredible nail-biter, I believe Team USA was down two to one in the third 
And then uh, I think Amante scored the game-tying goal late. And they banged out like three goals or something in, in the final waning minutes of the game and ended up winning 5-3. to three. It was really a remarkable victory. And, and Richter just really stood on his head to hold off that ridiculous Team Canada, including the greatest player in the history of mankind, being Wayne Gretzky, guys like Iserman and Fleury and Coffee. I mean, the best of the best. Yeah, really I guess I've heard of some of those guys. Yeah, right. So when they won in the 2002 Olympics, they had a little bit of a chip on their shoulders, Team Canada. So (laughs) really, and deservedly so for Team USA, they earned it, every bit of it. So I don't know if they just turned into the 1980 Olympic team somehow or took a page from that book. And quite frankly, as a matter of fact, today, as we record this podcast is unfortunately the untimely anniversary of when we lost Coach Herb Brooks, he passed mm. away on this day in 2003 at a very young age and way too early. But um, his his speaking of spirits living on, Coach Brooks definitely, as long as there is any kind of hockey being played in the United States and possibly anywhere in the world, Coach Brooks will uh, live on through that. So really kudos to the 1996 U.S. World Cup hockey team. Yeah, and they're bringing it back. They're bringing back the the world championships next year. So I don't know what that means for the future of Olympic hockey, but, um, you know, it'll be nice to see that kind of international competition strictly devoted to hockey uh, where the the focus of the world can, you know, not you don't have to worry about, oh, the yeah, that's great. They won in hockey. But did you see what happened in the luge? (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, uh, you can just, uh, oh, it's it's hockey time. Everyone's coming together, and it's all about hockey, and that'll be nice to see. So can't wait yeah, for that. I'm sorry to step over you. Yeah, I, I can't wait either, exactly. But th- that's the cool thing, too, is that they do it in September, so when the NHL season kicks in, that's kind of like a really intense preseason mm-hmm. for them to prepare. So it kind of works out well. And uh, the guys are in such tremendous shape as it is nowadays, so I think they – they're pretty much ready to go after a few preseason games anyway. So now they have to step it up a little bit. But I agree. It's such great competition. It's so much fun. It's round-robin style and a nice little great way to whet the appetite for the upcoming NHL season. So I'm really very excited about it and looking forward to it as well. Great. But in the meantime, we are still in the middle of the quote-unquote dog days of summer. Oh, 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 oh. Rory Raggy. You got to do the rest of the show without me. I'm done. Oh, that's painful. I I know why they make laughing gas now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. (laughs) Right. The. uh, Oh, boy. The uh, dog days of summer. I think I broke James. Uh, Yeah, you did. Actually. Um. (laughs) Sorry. 
Well worth it. Well worth it. Um, you are an amazingly talented young man, so thank you for that. Uh, I think you're wrong on both counts there, actually. Anyhow, um, yeah, so we thought it would be a good idea to try and pass the time and and hope that the air conditioner keeps doing what it's doing and maybe the hot and humid weather will cease and the said aforementioned World Cup of Hockey tournament will be upon us and then the NHL season will start after that. Think cool thoughts. Absolutely. So to sarcastically talk about the dog days of summer, Gary and I thought it would be a good idea to put together a fantasy celebrity dog deck hockey team. So... One day, Gary and I were talking about the great sport Goofy, who is the only legitimate hockey-playing dog on this list, by the way. Yes, I agree with that. And just an aside to for the listener, anytime James says Gary and I thought it would be a great idea, what he means is James thought it would be a great idea, and Gary said, You've done it again, Sir Jay-Z! That's not fair. I mean, you're the one that does all the editing and, and you record the show and then you come up with the funny little tags and you do the, uh, the the YouTube show and all that editing and all that stuff. And then you put it all up and you have the Facebook and you have Twitter and Gmail and all this other crazy stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You were talking about Goofy. Yeah, yeah. So don't give me that. But anyway, uh, right, Sport Goofy. So uh, Gary and I fondly remember the classic a hockey sport goofy cartoon the specific hockey one. Oh yeah and yeah and if you haven't seen that it really would make any hockey fan tear up with laughter and what gary did to me before with with the dog impressions that that's how hard you will laugh at it as well it's very tongue-in-cheek and a little sarcastic but uh, as long as you have a good sense of humor and your love of hockey you'll appreciate the sport goofy hockey the cartoon. premise of these cartoons is that Goofy doesn't actually know how to play, and so he's he's got these like how-to tapes that are telling him how the games are played and, and how, how these uh, things are done. So he's trying to go along and do the things that are being explained to him, but it's Goofy, so he's really not very good at them, and, and uh, he fails to hilarious comic effect. Yeah, and as as great as the animation was back then, and they were true artists, in my opinion, Warner Brothers included, I always loved the uh, the classic Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck cartoons as well, but all due respect to the modern computers and things, but to hand paint all those things and make them frame by frame was remarkable. Sure. But the uh, sound effects of all things were, to me, I thought the funniest part of the hockey sport Goofy and uh, every time that they were getting fights and, and the sound effects with that and the oofs and the ahs and the things breaking and stuff. And <laughs> it was very, very funny. So definitely, yeah, check it out if you can, if you haven't already. But uh, so, yeah, Gary and I think that definitely Sport Goofy has to be on our all uh, celebrity canine deck hockey team. One might say he's the top dog. Perfect. Oh, come on, that was great. I, I disagree with the crowd there. But uh, another guy on the roster I was thinking of adding, and, and Gary is the master of putting together fantasy deck hockey teams. So I'm glad we're on the same page here as opposed to going head-to-head. So what do you think about the great McGruff, the crime dog? He can sure take a bite out of crime. Personally, I think it would be a good idea to put him in net. 
How do you feel on both cases since you are a goalie too? I definitely agree with McGruff. I I don't know. I might make him the manager because he always seemed kind of very laid back and and just kind of stern. And he was more of a more of the teacher than the the active uh, participant in those commercials. Good point, and he did have that trench coat, so he kind of looked coach-like. So right, I, I could see him, uh, like, standing there, like a, a real old kind of, uh, I don't know, Vince Lombardi, maybe, kind of like yeah. with the fedora and a, and a stogie in his mouth, kind of like, uh, you know, go get him! Kind of. <laughs> sure. He'd definitely have great strategies, so yeah. good, good point there. Mm-hmm. Another celebrity dog, which is close to my heart, from my favorite all-time TV show ever, The Dukes of Hazard, Flash the Basset Hound, the beloved Basset Hound of uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Um, the other cool thing about Flash is Flash is a she. So there's one for the females out there for the uh, the dog deck <laughs> hockey team. Uh, now, in all honesty, yeah, Flash was very lazy. But if you convinced her that somehow she was playing against Boss Hog, then look out because she hated Boss Hog and she'd always <laughs> come to life and bark and, and make his life a living uh, disaster. So uh, I, I vote for uh, Flash the Basset Hound. You know who – this isn't on the list, but you know who I would definitely put on a team, just about any team I was assembling in, in terms of dogs, was uh, Ace from Batman Beyond. That was, uh, oh, wow, was Bruce yeah. Wayne's dog, and he was, uh, he was a fierce dog. He, he was a – he was strong as an ox. He was fearless, fiercely loyal. That was, uh, you know, I, I would sick Ace on, on just about anybody. Excellent, excellent pick. You're always, that's, boy, you're, you're amazing. Yeah, so I just, he, see, but I, I, I like, I cheat. I just bring up Batman. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, obviously, it's Batman. That's not cheating. That's just the way to live life. But uh, so is Ace in goal? That sounds like uh, goal equalities to me. You know what? I put Ace in goal. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Nice. Uh, I mean, he, maybe he should be in goal because he might be a little too aggressive if he was a, a forward or a defenseman. Yeah, right, right. For, good, for good the point. betterment of the other team, you know, for their own safety. Nice. Although it, it reminds me of a, a T-shirt that a friend of mine has, uh, and, and I've seen it elsewhere too, but it says, uh, always be yourself. Unless you can be Batman, then always be Batman. I like it. So how about this for defense? Marmaduke and Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, okay. Uh, I would have concerns about Clifford maybe breaking the ice, since he would probably be roughly the size of the entire rink. But um, if it can support him, yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, cool. So, right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if Clifford can control how big he is, kind of like the Incredible Hulk, there are different... (laughs) I've not heard of that being one of his abilities, but okay, sure. I'll go with it. Do me a favor. Have your daughter sit down with the the little girl from the book and and work on that, okay? Emily Elizabeth? Yes, thank you. Uh I only know that because Julia has some Clifford books and she loves them, so... Awesome. So uh, that leaves a roster spot open now because McGruff we have behind the bench... So, although I, I, I threw an ace, so I think it um, it evens out. No, it, it worked out perfectly because okay. I thought McGruff would have been a goalie. Mm-hmm. You suggested ace, so yep. we put McGruff out of goal and behind the bench. So ace plugs right in there. So right? we got okay. sure we got Goofy mm-hmm. as forward. We got ace in goal. We got Flash as forward. 
and two defensemen in Marmaduke and Clifford. Right. So we still have a couple of uh, forward slots that we need to fill, I believe. Yeah. So they got the 2D, two forwards. Yeah. So one, one, at least just for a starting lineup anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we, this is, we could do whatever we want with this. This could be the ultimate celebrity dog deck hockey team. Yes. So we don't <laughs> need right. to just limit it to Great. to five or six or whatever. But uh, on the list to choose from, you got Goliath from Davian Goliath. If, okay, uh, sure. Yeah. Talk about loyalty and a big dog and, and, mm-hmm. and cool and down to earth and trustworthy. Pass uh, me the puck, Davy. Exactly. <laughs> we got Odie from I Grew Up Loving Garfield. So uh, yes, Odie, absolutely. Odie was good... not always that bright, though, so uh, no. he might be more of a goon. True. That's right. That's Especially if he's with that big tongue, he could lick people and, and mm-hmm. cause some trouble there. Yeah. Uh, Ralph. I mean, if Ralph doesn't want to play, he can at least play the organ. Yeah, right. Ralph can be the organist. So there you go. Perfect. Uh, obviously, yeah. Obviously, you got uh, probably the two most famous dogs are Lassie and Rin Tin Tin. Yeah, full disclosure, I never really watched any of those. Uh, I guess they were like serials or shorts or whatever they were. Uh, I think they made movies, at least of Lassie, too. But uh, I never really watched those features. But that being said, I, I never really understood the difference between Lassie and Rin Tin Tin, especially since in the beginning they were in black and white. So to me, it was just, Oh, dog that saves people and helps. That's the same thing. Right. But you know <laughs> what? Maybe it's like the, uh, Hanson brothers, you know, it's, you, you ah. just, you have, you have several of the same type of player and they're somewhat interchangeable and they work well because of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And in, in terms of that too, I, I know that he was old and long in the tooth for lack of a better term, but mm-hmm. old yeller, he was another famous dog. Skip from a movie, My Dog Skip, who I think he also met his demise a little bit too early, too. So That I am um, not familiar with. Yeah, for all the ladies out there, uh, Harry Connick Jr., that's that's one of his movies. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo-Doo. Hey, gotta go Scooby. But not Scrappy-Doo, right? No, 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 no. He no. does not make the cut. He, he can, does like, not make the he cut. He can be the peanut vendor. They, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, kind of Scooby's crazy cousin Astro, and he's from the future. Yes, Astro. Okay, Astro is a quality dog. Yep. I think his name was. Uh, I'm thinking off the top of my head from the movie Canine, which Never was. Saw it. Uh, oh uh, yeah, um, uh, Jim Belushi was in it. He was named after uh, Bruce Lee, I think. Huh. If I rem- remember correctly, but he was a German Shepherd, so he was uh, fairly famous celebrity dog and uh probably the last one on my list anyway is and i'm sure he's not doing anything now either if he's even <laughs> still alive but spuds mckenzie you know mm. yeah he had a pretty good run there yeah sure spuds mckenzie absolutely uh he was 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 air bud ever in any of the any hockey movies excellent point i think when we talked about our favorite hockey movies a, mm-hmm. a few hit the decks ago that when they made the MVP chimp playing yes chimpanzee playing hockey I remember most valuable primate right I think they originally thought of putting air bud in it and then thought well he's already associated with basketball so let's just change the animal altogether and go with a much personally for me I mean I love chimpanzees I mean dogs are awesome yep 
<laughs> don't want to don't want to get me wrong there, but uh, come on, I mean, a, a chimp playing hockey is just too darn cool to pass up. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I don't think he, I don't think uh, Airbud made it on the ice, but mm. um, I, offhand, I believe that's what the story was behind how they went with a, uh, a chimpanzee instead. Well, there's uh, there's Hong Kong Fooey, although he probably wouldn't play too well in today's politically correct society. There's uh, let me see. Uh, there's Droopy, although he oh, would yeah. probably be a little bit of a lazy player. Um, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I love Droopy too. Very good call. Yeah, no, no, he's 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 oh. good. Although you know, if I don't know, it would take him half an hour just to call for the puck. Right, and, and I believe I think oh Snoopy, how about Snoopy? Snoopy, sure, sure. Although. He might get distracted thinking he's a World War One flying ace at some point and just like run off or skate off. Plus, okay, he's not well, very good to Woodstock when he plays with him. So I don't know what how, how good of a teammate he'd be. Good point. Good point. Um, bit of a selfish player, I think, Snoopy, probably. Yep. Well, yeah, he did sell out Charlie Brown every chance he got, too. So. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Not, not cool. Not cool at all, man. Come on, Snoopy. <laughs> Man's best friend. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, yeah, you know what? Um, I can't make a decision. So anybody out there listening, if you have a, uh, an opinion, please let us know. Gary will tell you in a minute how to contact us. Who, who should fill out that final deck hockey dog roster spot? You know what? How about Slinky Dog from Toy Story? He's a, he, well, yeah, right. He um, could play offense and defense simultaneously. And you'd never have to worry about offsides either. Right. <laughs> right. So, yes. Yeah, good one. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, we have too much time on our hands. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Oh, mercifully. Yes. So anyway, thank you, James, for another delightful episode of Hit the Deck. Thank you, the listener, for sitting through this episode of Hit the Deck and for coming back and for being the loyal listener that you are. We genuinely appreciate you. Thank you to Anthony Sejazi for music contributions. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects. Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Uh, please listen to said podcast on Stitcher and subscribe on iTunes. You can email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at hitthedeckpod. Look for our Facebook and Instagram pages at hitthedeck and, of course, our YouTube channel, which is the Hit the Deck channel on YouTube, as you might have guessed. I feel like I've forgotten something. What, what important thing have I forgotten to mention, James? I think iTunes, but I'm not 100% sure if you've... You mentioned so many things. I, I think, think... I, I dropped iTunes. I think I did. Okay, so I'm I'm wasn't paying attention, so I'm I'm going in the penalty box now. That's okay. I'm guilty of that myself. I I often tune out when I start talking. <laughs> uh, so, but getting back to the YouTube, I mentioned this last week, but this is the week you're definitely going to want to subscribe. So we have some really cool things in the pipe coming down. So go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to Hit the Deck. So you can be notified as soon as our really cool content drops. And thank you for doing that. So finally, temperatures can run very high in these hot, hot days of summer. So whether you're outside competing or even just sitting on your couch watching the Olympics and yelling at people that you've never met who are not getting paid to do this and have devoted their entire lives to something that in the grand scheme of things won't mean that much. Remember, it's tech hockey. Don't be that guy. 
Thanks, everybody. I'll just punch a guy in the face and end it right there. So no, all right, you don't need you don't need the body slam him. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>